We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to No Other Pod. Yo, yo. As usual, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We're back here. Hopefully getting closer to soccer, maybe. I feel kind of weird about saying that because still not sure it's safe. But Yeah, you know. that's not. You're just going to put that out there into the ether? Just, <laughs> uh, well, Jimmy. Jimmy said this, and uh, that's that's going to happen. <laughs> Jimmy is actively rooting for the destruction of the livelihood of MLS players. He, he has... Uh, uh, <laughs> has a direct pipeline to mls you know people <laughs> leaking memos up there and everything and uh, oh my god people also leaking a bunch of uh hey hey did you go did you go anywhere for memorial day did you go get COVID anywhere <laughs> I, I actually you know it would mean about 999 of my closest friends were in a, a tiny ass pool in uh lake of the ozarks and uh no okay. i didn't go anywhere um yeah didn't either i just people are idiots that's all i can say a little bit. I stayed at home and did some uh, some caulking to figure out where uh, we Is were that getting what some. They're calling it these days. Isn't it called caulking? Caulk. I mean, I was making a joke about. Oh, I'm a, I'm a master caulker, big time caulker. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I had had some ant ant issues coming in, so I was like, let's yeah. caulk the shit out of these bastards. And yeah. uh, so far, so good. No ants. Okay. There we're you pretty go, clean Mr. people. Handyman. We're not we're not slobs. We don't leave stuff on the counter. We're like, why are they coming to us? I mean, I know our fruit basket is nearby, so it's like, get away from my peaches. Yeah, yeah. Ants, not a fan of. We had ants once, one time. Like we started mm-hmm. to get them, like a very small amount. We. You it's know, just cracks in in it. the house. I get it. Yeah. So we 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 figured that out. Um, the worst ant story I can think of is. You know, I've, I've stayed at a number of Airbnbs in mm. my life. And, you know, 99% of the time, you know, you can tell by the reviews. Is this a good Airbnb, a clean Airbnb? What's it going to be like? And, and all but one have been perfectly fine experiences for me. But there was this one. We rented a house for my uh, my friend's bachelor party in Portland, Oregon. And we get there because we were mostly looking at location. But, like, oh, no. the house itself looked fine. It, it was near like, some of the... No bears. It, oh, okay. it was near some of the bars we wanted to go to. It was near, you know, things we wanted to do downtown. We walk in and we instantly get this weird vibe because we're like, this doesn't feel like an Airbnb. This feels like this is just their house. And when people book it, they just like leave for the day or the night or whatnot. 
which we later found to be confirmed because of the three bedrooms that were listed, two of them were small children's bedrooms because you'd walk in and they still had like their toys and their clothes and stuff everywhere. And we were like, not what we expected. But the worst part was we walk into the kitchen and there are just ants everywhere. And we look and there are dirty dishes in the sink. And there was um, like a baking sheet in the oven that like someone had baked something on, but then didn't clean it, just put it back in the oven. Oh, and no. like it was nasty as hell. It was not a good experience. Yeah, um, that's not good. And yeah, we uh we got our money back. Wow. But <laughs> I have I have never stayed in an Airbnb. I'm always a hotel guy. I'm like I want someone oh, yeah. to clean up after me, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> at least I know that that they're not going to murder me, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's funny cuz Airbnb now for me, when I go places, has become my go-to first like stop for when I'm looking for lodging. Really? At least, at least in the U.S. Like if I when when we travel internationally, I haven't done an international Airbnb yet. But like when I go to uh, to visit family in L.A. or when we went to uh, my cousin's wedding in San Francisco or whatnot, we're we're always getting Airbnbs. So huh. I don't know well, if it's just a little cheaper or or what, but. Well, we're, we're, we're planning to get one in Chicago here in the future if we're ever allowed to uh, travel mm-hmm. again. But Yeah. Well, you can thing, get man. one directly above your old apartment because that's the one that, by complete chance, I stayed in that one time I came to visit. That's true. But I'm not interested in staying <laughs> down there. Like, we just found out how it was convenient for our jobs, but how yeah. away from everything it truly was. Yeah. Restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to travel again at some point in the future, but not if people are having their COVID parties and pools and lining up a thousand people at a time to go gamble at Hollywood Casino. Hey, that's a thing. You know, I I think about this, right? And I think, okay, well, we would I even go? If I say I wanted to gamble, would I even wait in that line? I mean, I, I have a good point here. Uh, people do it at Disney, but people pay to do it at Disney. You know what I mean? Right. You're 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 waiting in this long line to go in and give your and and throw money away. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know I don't get that. I mean, it's got, I guess it was long you... because they were distanced, right? They're obviously not letting everyone in. Uh that line was not distanced. No, I mean but like the... every, inside they were like regulating how many go in. In theory, but I mean, in theory, at that Lake of the Ozarks party, they were regulating how many people got into. Oh, what the hell! This this has now became this has become a <laughs> social issues podcast because you and I have we, we share that we ultimately share the same views. I, we don't really disagree Pretty on much, too much. Yeah. I might give you sh- some shit sometimes, but I mean nothing like nothing serious, you know. But uh, hey, man, that's what happens when uh, when the sports world shuts down. You know what I mean? But I hear yeah. maybe we're gonna get uh, the MLS to Orlando thing. We don't know that leaked memo, or maybe we. Uh, get NBA playoffs back at Disney World or NHL playoffs. I mean, yeah. Put the hockey jerseys sounds, on. Sounds like NHL as of like an hour ago from when we were recording this is pretty much set to come back. Um they have announced a return to play plan featuring a 24 team Stanley Cup playoffs in two different cities and it sounds like the like the top two teams in each division are going to get an automatic buy so that means eight teams are getting a buy and then 16 teams are going to play in the first round so there's that uh, NBA like you said sounds like they might be playing at Disney World sometime in mid to late July 
And that's obviously what the leaked plan for MLS is as well. And we've been hearing rumors about this MLS plan to play in Orlando for a couple weeks. But at the end of last week, The Athletic posted a very detailed couple of articles that was pretty much the entire plan. Um, you know, basically it's it's saying that, you know, this is going to be essentially a, a group tournament with all 26 teams. Um it would be split into four groups and there would basically be a group play set or rounds. And then there would be the knockout round for the, the winners of the group play and, and, or I guess top two teams of, of the group play. Um, and it got as detailed as saying that the, the top seeds in each of the groups uh, would be uh, Atlanta United, LAFC, Seattle Sounders, and Orlando City because they're considered the host city. Um, but not the supporter shield leaders. Okay, I get it. Right, and then either Atlanta or Toronto would be the number two seeded team in that group. But okay, hey, say this starts up now. Are we? Will we still get an MLS season? Or are they saying like this is it, just a <clears throat> tournament, and they're shutting it down? I don't think we know yet. I think okay. this is step one. I think just to get something back so people will shut up. Yeah, in some sense. way. In some way, this is going to have to have some sort of like competitive aspect to it. Now, you know, I know we got a question from uh, one of our listeners, Smith of Snow, who said, you know, hey, I haven't seen any U.S. Open Cup news since March 13th. Like, what what's going to happen there? And typically, the winner of the U.S. Open Cup qualifies for CONCACAF Champions League. Um, I mean, at this point, I think we both would think that U.S. Open Cup is almost certainly canceled, but... Maybe the winner of this tournament gets that CONCACAF Champions League spot. I don't know. It's That's so weird. I can't. Yeah. I just want to laugh. Uh, everything's just so bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it's what the weirdest thing about this to me. And there are rumors about like originally there were rumors that early this week, like maybe even before this podcast came out, there would be an announcement from the league, and and now it's pushed to maybe later in the week, and and. What it feels like to me is that the league keeps trying to come up with a plan, but they don't have the players and the players union on board yet. So they keep having to delay these plans of when they want to announce something. But, I mean, we heard Alejandro Bedoya speak last week, voicing his concerns. Other players have have said the same thing. Um, And it's not just MLS, it's players across all pro sports. I think it's just it's really hard for these players to think about I'm going to have to go someplace and basically stay isolated for 10 weeks potentially without my family. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Um and I'm sure a lot of people won't have a say in it at all with the whole union to MLS thing and Right. Uh well, at you know, as of recording this Tuesday, we have we have no correspondence on that. Uh, going to need you to dig a little deeper, Jimmy. Get your <laughs> get your sleuth I'm working on my sources. You little yeah. sleuth. Well, it, it'll be interesting to see, assuming all 26 teams agree to come play, which I'm sure they would in some fashion. You know, this athletic article says that's about 1,200 people just from the clubs between their players and support staff and all that. So that's a lot of people. But I'd be curious to know which players may decide we don't feel safe. We don't want to go. I mean, that's happening in the English Premier League. One of the best players in the entire league in Gola Conte said he showed up to practice at at Chelsea's uh, training facilities, was there for one session, and was like, I don't feel comfortable with this. 
and he's got some family history of some medical issues and whatnot. So there, it, it's understandable. And the club has been supposedly supportive of him and saying if he's not comfortable, that's fine. We support him. But when a player of the caliber of N'Gola Kante is saying, like, man, this isn't worth it. Like, there's going to be players in MLS that probably do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, so. I would assume so. It's, uh, you know, no one has been on, on record saying that yet. Um, they're not going to. No one's going to say that on, like, the Sporting KC show or anything like that. Right. So, but you, it's just a matter of time. Everyone's different. Yeah. And they say they're going to test people and whatnot. But I guess what would, you know, what I would be curious as a player, I'd be like, okay, so you're going to isolate and quarantine me in this hotel bubble for eight to ten weeks. That doesn't necessarily do me any good, though, if everybody who's working at the hotel, everybody who's preparing my food, everybody everybody who you can potentially interact with or interact with in some sort of chain way, they interact with someone who directly interacts with you. If they're not all isolating and quarantine, quarantining, then doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of the whole thing? Yeah, feels that way. So, I don't know. But... Peter Ramiz, he he spoke um, to Taylor Twelman and said that, hey, this is sort of our best chance to get players back on the field right now. It's not ideal, and there's probably going to be some competitive disadvantages for some teams, and it's going to be sloppy soccer, basically what he said. Um, but he said you got to take what you can get right now. So, I mean, I think it's not like either of us wouldn't watch this if it was on. We'd sure. both watch it. We're going to watch it. I mean, it's like what right. I said with wrestling and UFC. I mean, we're not we're not for them holding these shows, but we're still supporting it. So, kind of sucks. Right. It's it's tough. Like, I have some moral reservations about the NFL and the game of football, but sure. also I am a football fan. So, same. You know, it, it's it's one of those things where it's it's you know. You could uh, argue college a basketball. Bit, a bit of, maybe you want. Maybe you should pay the players. Uh, maybe college NCAA sports in sucks. general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my first true love as a sports fan is college football, and there's probably no more corrupt. Well, outside of FIFA and maybe the Olympics, there's maybe no more corrupt sporting body than the NCAA, particularly when it comes to like college football. But you can't help if you like have that emotional connection to a sport or to a team or to something you grew up with, and and sure. I have that for. The NFL, I have that for college football, and I have it for soccer. So we'll do what we can. I think you know we support the players and we support our club, but I don't think it makes us a total hypocrite to also look at that and say, "How could the situation be better?" So yeah, I don't know. Um, but did you see how mad Don Garber is apparently? Um, and how they have now hired a firm to investigate where these leaks are coming from within MLS. Oh my God. Is your, yeah. is your informant about to get found out? <laughs> I didn't say where my informant is or if he or she works directly for the league or where I get my information. My sources will remain right. protected. Right. But, uh, but it is funny um, how apparently this has been like a huge deal and and Don Garber Don Garber sent a memo to league personnel threatening disciplinary action including firing employees and fines of up to 1 million dollars for leaking information 1 million dollars <laughs> that's all <laughs> what an idiot so, well how do yeah. you get, come on you're going to find some dude a million dollars that makes like what $30,000 a year I was just see I was going to say like <laughs> 60 but yeah 30 probably sounds about right 
MLS definitely just hires a bunch of contract workers on a freelance basis and pays them $30,000 a year. Probably. Like that's how I, in New York City, that's how I imagine they operate their business. That's pretty rough. That's tough to live on. Hmm. But I just, it's weird because like, I mean, the league leaks stuff on their own intentionally when it's good news. So I feel like if you're going to leak stuff when it's good, you got to deal with the leaks when they're bad too. Yeah, and what's the big deal? I mean, like, why has he been out of shape about this one? There's been other leaks too, and now he wants to, like, why is he so emotionally attached to this? Right. I mean, I think there's a lot of safety issues surrounding this one in particular. Um, this is one of the first, well, I don't know. I was going to say this is one of the first times where, like, a leak has led to players directly complaining about the league, but I, that's definitely not true. But it doesn't help when a player of like Alejandro Bedoya's caliber, like you're trying to come up with a plan to restart. And then from the league's perspective, you have one of your most recognizable players in the league, a former U.S. men's national team player, World Cup player, who's like, this sucks. It feels like they're throwing us in a luxurious prison. Like it doesn't help your cause. So. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know. It's weird, but... um, but yeah, I think like we said, you know, we we'd watch. I mean, as much as we kind of are are a little hesitant, you can't help but kind of get excited about the idea of yeah. watching Sporting KC play again. You're going to watch because I mean, we're still very much involved with uh the soccer clubs on social media and mm-hmm. who and whatever they're putting out on their website, all these little video series they've been doing. You're still very much invested into this club. So, if this if and when this takes place, you're absolutely going to watch. It's just going to be like a, another game, you know? Yeah. It's what I was weird, curious though. about. Yeah, it'll feel really weird. Um, it'll be weird watching MLS teams play in stadiums and environments you're not used to seeing them play in. It'll be weird knowing that Sporting KC's playing and none of us are probably going to be able to get to go to a game for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean... There are teams like Atlanta. I don't know if you saw this, but Atlanta thought it was a good idea to try to sell tickets right now to future games. I saw that. Um, that it was redeemable up until next Father's Day for like any game yeah. day. Which I feel like is kind of weird, especially because if you were looking in the replies, there were a lot of Atlanta United fans that were mad because they're like, you're trying to sell us more tickets now when we've been trying to get an official comment on what's happening with the money we paid for this year's tickets and you don't have an official comment on that as a club yet. Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. People are losing their jobs. Atlanta's not giving people their money back, not telling them what's happening, but is instead trying to sell more tickets. Just doesn't seem good. It's it's not, dude. It's not. And a lot of even their own fans were, like, in their mentions, you know? Yeah. Which, anytime Atlanta does something that messes up, it, it kind of makes me a little happy just because it's funny to watch. Sure. Um, but... I'm always clicking on the comments. I'm like, let's see what the Atlanta (laughs) fans are up to. Oh, they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's strange, but, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, but yeah, there will obviously be games with no fans. And we've seen kind of what that is like in these Bundesliga matches that have been on. A little bit. I haven't watched as much as a lot of other people have because – a lot of people are just starved for content. And if you follow mm-hmm. Nate Bucati, I mean, he'll give you a play-by-play of every game <laughs> going on. Like on Twitter, he's letting you know, hey, games are on, and I'm going to tell yeah. you all about it. 
<laughs> it's awesome. Tell you exactly what's happening. His excitement is where everyone should be. Yeah, um, it's cool. I, I enjoy. You know, I'm. I'm. I would say I'm a casual Bundesliga fan. Sure. Like I. I have a favorite team. I root for Borussia Dortmund. I don't wake up every Saturday morning to watch every Bundesliga game that's on, but I got no. the alerts on my phone, so I see if they win. I'm like, oh, that's cool, and I'm a little sad if they lose, but it's not. It's not like SKC. For you today, though. I did watch the game on did Tuesday. You? And I, didn't, yeah. I didn't get it. It was a 1-0 win uh, for, for Bayern, which pretty much seals the deal in the Bundesliga this year. They have a uh, essentially yeah seven-point lead now with, like I don't know what, seven or eight games, if that left. Um, it was from a, a Kimmich chip from the top of the box. That was gorgeous. Isn't um, Alfonso Davies just a pleasure to watch as well? He is. He is good i mean, I mean I, have, i'm a fan dude i know he's not an american but he feels like right. an american to me since he was in mls and we played against him a few times i'm just right. like go americans oh wait he's not <laughs> uh, but no but i mean I, I think that's fair like there's still that sort of emotional connection to him because you're like oh he's from my league yeah a little bit like someone from my league is starting for one of the best clubs in europe and doing very well mm-hmm. so um young kid i mean if it was like Say Chicharito left from here to go yeah. over to the Bundesliga. I'm not going to feel that much of a connection. Like, it's Chicharito. He's really good, you know. But this right. Alfonso Davies, man, just a kid out there doing right. big things, being away from family. Right. And we got to see him play for Bayern when, when they came and played AC Milan last summer. We did. I'd love to. Which was fun. I'd love to have them do that again, man. Bring a, bring clubs like that uh, from either the Bundesliga or Premier League. It It was fun. I mean, I know a lot of people – sort of you know poo poo these international champions cup games but but when teams and and yes we didn't get to see Lewandowski play but we we still saw Kimmich we still saw Thomas Mueller um, played Mueller um you know we 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 saw a pretty decent team run out there Neuer was in goal Neuer was in goal Neuer was in goal um you know I, I think Boateng was was starting I don't know, I'll man. Say. I'm all about know. it. Like, even when I was in Chicago, I went and saw Pulisic play with Dortmund against Man City. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. So, it was fun. And, I mean, I think we, we both went into that game knowing this is not going to be the most competitive game we've ever seen, nor is this going to be, like, the 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 A number one lineup for, for both sides. But it, it's still a – it was a fun time. We got to watch soccer, and we were in Children's Mercy Park. The, the tickets we bought so. were at Arrowhead, and they were going to be, like, in the end zone or whatever. That's true. And so it was brought to Children's Mercy Park <laughs> and true. we got about that. great seats. We essentially went from being upper deck end zone in like Arrowhead. Middle to, deck, right? Not upper upper, but like Yeah, but like pretty high up. Yeah. To what front row. Front row on the at, side. At like the equivalent of like the thirty five or forty yard line of the soccer field. That's pretty sick. <laughs> So it worked out well for us. Uh, what are your thoughts? So you've watched a little bit of Bundesliga. Does it bother you to not have fans there? No, I think I mentioned it last week. I mean, I've sometimes I'll watch those games on mute and like listen to a podcast at the same time or music or something. Um, or maybe I'm watching a show and the game's like I'm second screening, you know, not really paying attention. So I'm not super invested. Now, I would never do that with a sporting game. I'm always die hard into that. But just with some of these other games, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to put the sound on. It's not a big deal. Right. 
it didn't bother me, and I actually thought it was kind of an interesting perspective to watch the game from because you heard all of the talking on the field between the players. That would be uh, bad. Can you imagine hearing Peter Vermees yelling at the players, just cursing <laughs> up a storm? They can't bleep fast enough. Yeah. Well, apparently ESPN doesn't care about bleeping things anymore because they got Lance Armstrong on there going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you on, on their yeah. Lance Armstrong documentaries. So. And even like the last dance had a lot of that. Um, the yeah. UFC uh, prelim matches had some of that. And they were like, it's okay, we'll bleep it. And it's like, you didn't bleep it. Right. You used to be a family sports station. I heard someone uh, someone on the radio today, they were like, I think all of these documentaries are just an excuse for ESPN to start playing curse words. Yeah. So. <laughs> the wor- world's changing, man. No one gives an F. Yeah. Um, but So you didn't watch Bayern Dortmund today, right? No, I didn't today. I was so, doing a lot of work and a lot of meal prep. Didn't get it done. Yeah. How dare you be an adult? Um, they were pumping in fake crowd noise the entire time. I heard, I read that, yeah. And this was sort of like a contentious thing. Like a laugh a track? It, <laughs> I was hoping that like someone hit the wrong button and it would be like the sitcom laugh. Would start just, ah. yeah. oh. <laughs> Big Bang Theory type. Yeah. Hear like the Seinfeld, like, <laughs> like <laughs> um. But it was kind of weird to me because some people liked it. Because for some people, the crowd environment is what separates a soccer match from a lot of other sporting events. Which I think that's true, especially if you're there in person. Yeah. But for me, and I think for a a number of other people I saw online, it felt very strange to be hearing crowd noise and hearing the swells and, and 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 the lulls in the crowd that were not corresponding to what was happening on the field. That's weird. And to not see any of the crowd there. Like you, it's like they're trying to trick your brain, but it almost made my brain hurt more because I was like, it's, it's trying to tell my brain something's happening, but it's not connecting properly. And so it's almost just confusing me more. So it's like, like they had control over like crowd getting excited as someone's driving to the net. They could make it sound like that. I couldn't tell. I feel like when, so when Kimmich scored his goal, I feel like they must have like been able to like cue a crowd response. But there were definitely time, like they they must have just had like a standard crowd noise bed that laid beneath the entire match. But there were mm-hmm. definitely times when like as part of that there were natural swells or, or lulls in what the crowd was doing because they were responding to whatever game it was they were watching when they recorded that sound, and it did not correspond to what was happening on the field. Were there chants? Like, could you hear like supporters chanting? Uh, some really, yeah, that's funny. Uh, I don't I don't remember hearing any distinctly like you know Dortmund chants or whatnot. Okay. But but what but what was strange is like so this was supposed to be a Dortmund home game. Kimmich scores, they have the crowd going wild, but if you're trying to emulate reality, that's not happening in yeah. Dortmund when Kimmich chips. It's not going a wild. World class goal. No. no. <laughs> so That's funny. It just felt kind of strange to me. But what I'm sure you did watch, and, and I guess you could say this is sort of that same sort of trying to emulate this fan experience, is as I saw that WWE is trying something crazy to bring sort of that fan environment back, right? See, now AEW has been doing this for months. Okay. Um, the AEW program, on the, the their competitor, whatever you want to say. And, yeah. uh, you know, what they do is they just have their... They have their wrestlers who really aren't wrestling that night uh, out there as like fans, and really they're mm. all fans anyways, and they're cheering and 
they were slapping hands with their elbow touches and stuff like that. But WWE just decided to do this last night, and it just made headlines. And I'm like, yo, this other company's been way ahead of the game. And they freaking, they filmed their show in, like, the Jacksonville Jaguars football stadium. Y'all are, oh, interesting. Y'all are shooting at this damn small performance center, <laughs> you know? I'm just like, no respect. But it is so interesting. So does it look? It feels, it feels very much forced. Well, that's what I was going to ask, especially, I guess, in the football stadium. Does it look empty if it's, you know? It, it is empty. They're just, they're kind of on, on like, the ground level area and kind of spread yeah. out and stuff. But they are very much engaged with the matches and chanting and yelling and booing and all that stuff. It's pretty authentic. Okay. Well, and but I saw some clips in WWE. It felt kind of forced. Well, that's what that's what I was going to ask. I saw some clips online from people sharing this, and and one, it just looks kind of funny because they're like trying to socially distance them all. They had like they plexiglass. Had, like, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, like it had like ring. almost hockey windows up, and you're like, this AEW feels funny. does not have that, but WWE did, and I was like, this is weird. Well, and it also I was re- I was reading today that like I guess they actually filmed like two episodes back to back of Monday Night Raw. I think and so. And so like they not only made these people stand for like the three hours normally, but like or they were standing eight for like, six straight hours or whatever. Yeah. If it's a three hour show, if you know filming, I don't know how long that takes, but that's a whole day, man. That's you right. might as well go work retail, stand on your feet. Well, and part of. You know, I'm I'm not a huge wrestling fan. I, I know you're you're a, a pretty big fan, but I know from watching some wrestling events that part of what makes the fan atmosphere feel like the fan atmosphere is it's the natural ebbs and flows of the fans' response to the wrestlers, and it's not just like when they're coming out or when a match is happening, but like when they're talking, they'll like respond and interact with the fans, like as they're like. Did they try to do any of that with the their mm. other wrestlers? Kind of, but it felt weird. Okay. I almost was like, like I, just go back to not having fans. Like, it's fine. Just yeah. make it feel like a studio show. And Once once they get people back in an arena, in an arena though, I'm sure it's going to be pretty crazy. Oh, it's going to blow. Yeah. I'm sure it'll blow up once yeah. the first. I can't imagine whoever the first wrestler is to come out for the first match the first time they have a full stadium back. Like, it's going to feel surreal. Because Absolutely. they're going to just go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I guess it would be weird, and I, you know, we're not a wrestling podcast, but there's not a lot of other sports going on. We're so. a, we're an everything podcast now, man. <laughs> you want to talk about it? We'll talk about it. Yeah, it just it seems to me that like if I were, if you're trying to recreate that like wrestling fan atmosphere, like I assume or I wonder, I don't know, maybe you know, like do the the wrestlers who are watching as the quote unquote fans, do they know? what the scripted outcomes of these matches are or are they supposed to like or do they not know and they're actually acting based off of whether they're surprised or not i think a lot of times they don't know and i think there's also probably a sense of not wanting to know so they can Mm -hmm. genuinely be surprised when something happens but i think i think like producers and creative like keep it very much close to the chest close to the vest and tell uh tell only the people who are involved you know and if those people want to tell other people then that's up to them but I've never been backstage or anything, but that's just kind of how I imagine it because there's literally been people genuinely surprised. And sometimes they'll change outcomes like mid-match. Like the referee has his earpiece mm-hmm. in, and based on how, what the crowd is reacting to, the referee could change the outcome of the match in the ring. Like just tell the two guys in Interesting. there, like, hey, you're taking the victory. Like plan B, plan B? Yeah. <laughs> Call an audible. 
you know, that's that, interesting. You know, whether they want to like mess with the crowd and piss them off or, or give them the yeah. reward, you know, it's very that's much improv, dude. It's very much fly by the seat of your pants. And it's that business interests me, but it also like would frustrate the hell out of me. Yeah. Cause I love order and structure. Yeah. Well, I, I remember it wasn't that long ago that I learned, I guess I knew it was scripted, but I guess I just assumed that meant like they would like practice the matches and like they knew exactly what was going to happen every time. But like, I mean, you've said before on here and I learned recently, there are like some moments where you're like, okay, at this point in this match, we're going to do this, especially like the, the bigger moves or the signature moves or whatnot. But most of the rest of the match, they're just kind of making it up as they go and improvising with each other. And I can't imagine how hard that is to, to sort of be able to have those nonverbal cues where you're like, okay, now I'm going to throw you over the, the, the ropes and you're going to yeah. do this. And uh, nope, actually, I'm going to get out of the way and you're going to crash into the post or, or whatever. Like John Cena, I guess, used to be an amazing quarterback. Like he'd be in the ring just giving directions, telling people where to go, what to do. And uh, he was just apparently people respected do they do it the verbally? hell out of him. Sometimes, like if they, they bring each other close, they might do a little whisper in the ear, you know, and uh, huh. go do it. So I it. bet it's gotten a lot harder with no crowd uh, because you hear everything. Exactly. So I think that's where, because they've been filming shows so they can really, you know, record it. They're like, no, that wasn't good enough. Let's, let's, do, it, let's do it again. That's a good point. They can, yeah. they can edit out the instructional right. segments if they have to. Yep, if that they, makes sense. I guess the live, you know, you you love live sports. You don't necessarily want to see recorded stuff all the time. But I will tell you, a lot of these pay per views have been doing. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Cinematic matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just did it in AEW around the whole station uh, stadium for Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. and it was bizarre, man. The freaking mascot got laid out. There were cheerleaders <laughs> there. Uh, they had a freaking Gator golf cart get thing. Uh, they were up in the pool, the Jacksonville Jaguars pool. They were in the bar. They went all over the stadium. That's I thought wild. it was really sweet. That's wild. I mean, I guess props to them for trying to get creative. Exactly. you got to get creative. But, I mean, we, we've, yeah. it, it, it translates equally to soccer, though, with them throwing in crowd noise. They're trying to deal with it. They're trying to just play with it and see what people see how people react. Overall yeah. positive, well, I think. I think most, most is, like I saw a Fox Sports poll, and it was like, 56% of the people said they liked the fake crowd noise, 38 oh, said they and didn't, wow. and then the rest was neutral. So it's it's slightly more like it than don't, but I don't know. I, don't, I, mean, Joe, I don't know if yeah. I like it. I haven't heard it yet, so maybe I'll look it up and yeah. see what I think. Joe Buck said for the NFL, if they can't have fans there, Fox is thinking about pumping in fake crowd noise and even putting in digital fans into the stands. Oh, really? Which I think is very strange. Oh, like the broadcast, like throwing in. Yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. Which I saw someone, and I'm and I'm not trying to sit here and be serious journalist guy or whatnot, especially for an NFL game. But but someone brought up an interesting point. They're like, at that point, you're not broadcasting what is actually happening. You're creating a false reality, and and part of the the mystique and the magic about live sports is you're watching something that is actually happening there live as it's happening you're not being given a false reality so exactly something to consider because that's what it'll feel like i shit i wouldn't mind an nfl game uh with no fans you just got the commentators going on and you hear the hits i mean you're gonna be like oh my god that has the trash talk right that could be bad that could be bleep city (laughs) 
Not if it's on ESPN, apparently. That's true. <laughs> Luckily, they don't show a ton of football games. <laughs> yeah, Monday Night Football, that's exactly. about it. But, I mean, I'd, I'd kind of be curious to hear. Like, you'd hear all the quarterback checkdowns. You'd hear everything happening before right. the snap. Oh, watch 55. He's coming or whatnot. They, like, the I think sound it'd be guys, cool. they, they pick up a lot of that anyways. They do a pretty good job. So Yeah, but they also can strategically turn it off. At times, it's it's a lot easier to, to hide things they don't want people to hear when there's fans yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. So that'd be crazy. I yeah, you could hear Andy Reid uh, not talking at all because it doesn't seem like he does <laughs> talk on the sideline. Right. I I wonder almost if that's part of the consideration as to pumping in fake crowd noise for a football game is to try to hide some of that trash talk that would inevitably get heard. Yeah. Because it's not appropriate. It would be bad, man. A lot of pancake blocks or something, and you just hear. You like that motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be bad. Joe Buck just has to apologize the whole time. Exactly. Children, I'm sorry. Uh, earmuffs, we're on a seven-second delay here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll keep you all updated. I mean, come on. Things. Travis Kelsey's out there calling people bitches and whatnot. You, you already Absolutely know. Absolutely, You already know. Him, who knows what Gronk is saying. Gronk um, doesn't even know what Gronk is saying. 24-7 champion. Gronk might not even speak words. It's just grunts. That's true. <laughs> is he still the 247 champion? Still the champion, man. Is he like, he's got to be getting close to the longest reigning champion at this point. He is. He just shot a video promo and it was on the, oh it was on Raw last night. It was, it was actually <laughs> great. And I was like, man, I wish he was wrestling. Like he actually has that character. He could do it. If the WWE was, was smart, then somehow they would figure out a way to partner with the NFL and like whoever tackles Gronk becomes the 24-7 champion. Absolutely. And it just starts getting passed around NFL players. Or like, that'd be amazing. <laughs> or even if Tom Brady takes it from him, you know what I mean? It'd be, it'd be great. Like in a practice, they film like a little behind the scenes vignette. Tom comes out of nowhere, tackles him, pins him, right. grabs it and runs. Or he's away at like, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a snowy game in minnesota or something he's doing a snow angel touchdown celebration and the mascot pins him <laughs> oh my god the buccaneer becomes the 24 7 champion be great uh that'd be hilarious or or even uh an opposing team's mascot so does he have two contracts is he like signed with wrestling and Who nfl knows? i have no idea how the, any of that works. how long did he sign for tampa bay just a year just a year gotcha how long did Brady i don't sign? just a year so it's, it's probably a one and done for both of them, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think they probably both have like a one-year contract with a one-year player option so they can like choose if they want to to come back. But Gotcha. Uh, I don't know how any sports contracts work, really. No. Because, I mean, like, I even saw soccer, that. soccer, f- they don't tell us nothing. No. But, I mean, like, I even saw, like, the freaking Undertaker supposedly just signed a new 15-year contract with WWE. And you're like, what's he going to wrestle till he's 85? Yeah, what's he gonna do? They're gonna like, stick him on commentary or something? I don't. I don't. He's not know. the most charismatic guy. No. Although this new um, documentary he's in is pretty sweet. Is it good? I haven't watched it yet. It's really good. So, because you've never I mean, seen anything definitely... like it, dude. When we were kids, he was this ominous figure that you were like just terrified of, and now he's like a real person. Yeah. They're definitely trying to play off the coattails of of the last dance with the last ride. Well, but, a little bit, but that's also a move that he does, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think they're I teasing his retirement, but also it's the last ride. It's his. It's a move. Okay. I knew he doesn't he have like tombstone or tombstone is that a thing pile he does? Driver, yeah. Does yeah. some choke slam every now and then. 
He's just yeah. massive. He's just a large man. <laughs> but that's why he has such bad hips, dude. He's had like double hip replacement surgery. It's Jeez. unbelievable. Maybe I'll give that DACA a look after hey, I finish. If my wife likes it, you'll like it. Like, because okay. she doesn't I, I always mean, buy into this kind of stuff. I like documentaries a lot, so. Me too. If it can tap into some of my uh, my childhood nostalgia as well, then I'm there for it. There you go. Um, before we start wrapping up here soon, uh, did you <laughs> see that? Oh, I thought you said wrap. Sport- <laughs> Sporting KC's. Uh, I think it's te- I still I still think it's technically the '96 jersey when this launched, but they said '97. Yeah. Um, the Sporting KC '97 jersey was one of four options for best MLS jersey of all time, quote unquote. And uh, sadly, it was up to fan voting, so it came in third Dude, place. Even the MLS analysts were upset with this. On extra yeah. time, they were like, "Well, there's a reason we didn't let y'all nominate." the jerseys you know yeah because the fan vote is swayed it's skewed trash like and people were like that's not even the best seattle jersey (laughs) no yeah a a 2014 black seattle shirt one which it's a fine looking shirt but it's just black with with green and it says xbox on the front and if it didn't say xbox on the front if it was any other sponsor it wouldn't look nearly as cool yeah the xbox sponsor was cool yeah but now there's zoo lily yeah, some online shopping store. Um, the 2019 Atlanta jersey has no business being in this conversation. That's Fan just, vote, bro. It's just AC Milan's jersey. I'm just shocked we got sporting <laughs> there. And I think that was a mixture of our fans and other people as well actually voting for it. I think a lot of people really do now look back at the, the Wiz and the Wizards. It's like so nostalgic. Stuff, and, and they're like, I dig it. At yeah. the time, it sucked, and I get why it sucked, and I get why, from a design standpoint, they're not good. But they'd wear it. Yeah, they're like, I would just yeah. totally wear this. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we, we we go is, did you see what Alan Pulido put up on his Instagram story in the last day? Have you heard about uh, this? So he hurt his nose. Is that what we're talking about? He smat. Yeah. <laughs> he almost broke his face. Um. I do not speak Spanish, so I do not understand everything he was saying. So I only know the highlights of the story based off of Google Translate from his captions. But he shows a picture of his face, and he's got this, like, giant-ass red mark all up and down his nose, like forehead down to his nose. And you're like, what the hell happened? And best I can gather, he was in his, like, kitchen pantry and I think was trying to, like, either get something up top or replace a light in the light fixture high up in there and somehow smacked his face on a ridge of the cabinetry and has just got this giant red mark and and bruising from the middle of his forehead all down his nose all the way down to the tip of his nose and thankfully didn't break his nose jesus yeah i didn't uh i didn't care enough to throw that into google translate i i was trying (laughs) to like think real hard i was like i got this high school spanish let's go a little bit of college spanish come on (laughs) yeah I just didn't think that we'd come out of here with our record-breaking designated player striker breaking his face in his kitchen pantry. I bet he didn't think he'd be sitting at home <laughs> uh, being the highest-paid player in Sporting Kansas City history. Like, that's a huge deal. Uh, it just yeah. feels like, yeah, this has to happen because we're all like, we're riding high this year. Oh, no, something's going to knock us down. 
Yeah, and the thing that knocks us down is he falls trying to fix a light bulb. Right. Like, come on. But, now. like, going on lockdown and stuff, it's just, it's not where he wants to be. It's so crazy. No. But, I mean, you know, there there are players back at training now. I still don't know who the one player who's not at training is. Um, hmm. I, I haven't tried to figure that out yet. Hmm. I also saw, I know I said that Winston Reed's loan was supposed to go through through June or whatnot, but then I saw something that said that that might, like, the terms of the loan may actually be, like, like t- the loan technically hasn't been completed because we haven't finished like that part of the season. So I don't know what's going to happen with him. If he's going to go back to West Ham or if he's going to stay here with Sporting KC or what, but hmm. uh, who knows, you know, players are back at individual training. There's a somewhat chance that we'll hear later this week about a, a return to play tournament and what that means. But until then, we're just kind of chugging along like everybody else. Just hanging in limbo, man. Uh, but I think uh, on the bright side, there is a real opportunity that we could be watching some soccer some American soccer in the near future. Sounds like it's getting more and more of a possibility every day. So yeah. exactly what it'll look like, we don't yet know. But hopefully, however it's done, it's safe and enjoyable for the players and enjoyable for us and you know, brings a little bit of a distraction. Just make sure you have deleted all your uh, accounts so they don't find you for leaking that, that memo. <laughs> yeah, so I don't get fined a million dollars. That's insane. You're like, well, I have to go sell uh, my body. <laughs> I just, Im- I, I imagine that like Garber finds out about the leaks and he's like, we got to do something about this. And they're like, okay. And he's like, find him a million dollars. And they're like, wait, what? It's like, so, you, it's Dr. Evil, man. a million dollars. Right. It's like, we don't even find our <laughs> players that much money. What are we doing? No. What did Kaku get fined when he broke a fan's face? Like. Zero. Ten thousand oh, dollars or I was something. Say zero. I don't know. It wasn't a million dollars. No, definitely not. But a <laughs> memo's just... leaked and it's like one billion dollars. <laughs> that's gonna be if they don't find if it if it leaks again and they don't find out who it is, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the next memo. Yeah. If a million wasn't bad enough, how about a billion? Dude, how come no one's made the Doctor <laughs> Evil meme? How come no one's put Garber, you know, doing his ransom request here? Oh, don't tempt me because now I'm, I'm tempted to bust out the old Photoshop and well, if you, see what I can. If you know how to do it, please do. Uh, I, you know, just tag me. Give me a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do. I don't know if that story has passed, if the meme would still still live at this point eh, or not. Who but... gives a shit? People are, people are in a big-ass cesspool this weekend, and that's, that story's still around. Yeah. We'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can figure it figure it out. I'll I'll spend if it takes me more than ten minutes, I'll probably give up. <laughs> I'd be done. That? I'd be totally done. I'm like this <laughs> fucking Photoshop takes me it. like an hour. That's why For I stopped twenty seven twenty seven retweets. It's not worth my time. <laughs> I stopped doing fun photos a long time ago because I was like, This is hard. Can we like it is. can we hire someone just to like do our freaking social media posts? <laughs> like to do fun images? I got nothing. Yeah. I'll I'll see if, I'll I'll spend somewhere between five and ten minutes trying to get it done, and if it doesn't happen, then then you'll know I gave up. Yeah, fair enough. So, all right, man. I think that's uh, that's about what we got for this week. Let's wrap it up. Let's go eat some dinner. Enjoy some HBO Max. Good stuff. Yep, that launches Wednesday, right? Yeah, today. For when people are listening, a lot of good stuff. So, okay, gotta watch that uh that director's cut of Justice League that no one asked for. That everyone asked for it. 
And that's next year, for God's <laughs> sakes. That's not tomorrow. Oh, really? Oh, well, I thought it was thought it was coming out tomorrow. But they are going to have that, day that DC Universe show, Doom Patrol. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff that I'll, I'll definitely sift through there and there's watch. I mean, stuff, it's going to have a huge library of Warner Brothers content, Turner content. So 100%. Every single Impractical Jokers, get it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, so. The Boondocks. They're bringing the Boondocks over there. Don't know if you ever watched that. I never watched that, no. It's supposed to be dirty. But, yeah. Well, gives us another streaming option because we, we need are. more. Here we are. <laughs> so, well, thank you guys so much for uh, sticking you. with us and listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at DanCouser, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod uh you can always shoot us an email no other pod at gmail.com uh shout out to uh, one of our listeners natasha thank you for your email this week appreciated getting yes. that um be like natasha send us an email um and make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review we appreciate all those and it helps us get found by more people all over the country and the world so thanks again for listening We'll be back with you next week, hopefully with some news about whether Major League Soccer is returning or not. But until then, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy, and we will catch you all later. See ya. One billion dollars.